The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program host and guests and do not necessarily represent the views of Western Carolina University or radio station WWCU. Thank you for listening. My name is Stephen Gary, and I am joined today by the Director of Military Student Services, Brianna Ford. She's with me today, and we are talking about the Green Zone Training facilitated at Western Carolina University. Brianna, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I'm happy to help. So if you do not mind, shine some light on what exactly is the Green Zone Training? So Green Zone Training is designed for faculty and staff to teach them about the unique needs and issues that military-affiliated students face. Western also has a version of Green Zone training for our students to help students understand their classmates who also have a military affiliation. For example, at Western, we have a lot of National Guard service members, and as we know, the military does not follow an academic calendar. So a National Guard service member may get called up in the middle of the semester for something, a hurricane, a riot, things like that. And so that student may disappear from class for about two weeks and then just suddenly show back up. That could be confusing for the classmates, especially if they don't know the situation. So it helps them understand that this student didn't just wander off and go party. He was actually serving his country or his state, depending on what he's doing or she is doing. It also helps faculty members understand that this is a thing that does happen so that when it does occur, the faculty member is better prepared to assist that student and work with that student on the missed assignments and the time out of class and things like that. How does the veteran or National Guard student go about finding this green zone training? Because personally, I had no idea this was a thing until someone else told me about it. And I'm sure that there's other people who might be in the same boat. For the student who is looking for that resource, what happens is there's a breakout session for military during orientation, just a 30 minute segment. But one of the things that we go over in that orientation is what the green zone sticker looks like. Anybody who completes our green zone training gets one of those stickers. And so they're all over campus. Faculty members put them outside their door. I've had students who put them on their computer. Seeing that sticker lets the veteran or military student know that that person has been through green zone training. So they understand your unique situation. And so if you're in crisis or you just need a place to go for a minute, that's a safe place to go. That person understands that you may just need to hang out in their office for a minute to get away from people or that you have a situation with your military responsibilities and you're not sure what to do. So this person should be able to assist you. So it helps students realize that these people have been through the Green Zone training and that they should be able to assist. One of the things we do for Green Zone training is every person gets a booklet for them to keep. And in the back of that booklet is a list of national and local resources for veterans and military. And of course, we tell everyone in the training that if you have a student who needs assistance and you're not sure where to send them, send them to military student services and we'll get them taken care of. Most of the time, our students just need someone to listen or they just need a place to take a break for a second. We don't need faculty offices as much for that since we have the Veterans Resource Center on campus now. Our students will go there when they just need to take a break from other students or other people in general. So that's been helpful. But that sticker is the indication that a person has completed that training. And I'm sure that that's super helpful. I have another question for you. What kinds of things do this faculty and staff train on to help better prepare them for the military and veteran students that are incoming to Western Carolina? One of the things we do is Dr. Starnes, our provost, comes in and gives a presentation on military culture. Dr. Starnes' background, he is a graduate from Western. He also completed Western's ROTC program back when we had one. 
Then he was in the military. He came back to Western as a faculty member and actually deployed while he was faculty here at Western. He has been juggling higher education responsibilities and military responsibilities for most of his life. So he comes in and does a presentation on military culture. It is a very, very good presentation because he has lived it. <laughs> so he does a very good job of explaining how the military is different than higher ed culture. So that's very helpful for the faculty and staff to understand that. And with it coming from Dr. Starnes, it carries a little more weight than it would if I gave the presentation because he's well-respected by the faculty and the staff. So he does that for us. And then we ask for student volunteers to come. When we do this training in person, we do it with a meal. So we'll have breakfast or we'll have lunch. And I put one student at each table so that the people at the table with that student, we allow time for them to interact, ask questions, talk to the student. I have found that that is more productive than doing a student panel. If you put a line of students at the front of the classroom and everybody's staring at them, the students don't feel comfortable and they don't really want to talk. And a lot of times audience members don't want to ask their question out loud in front of the whole room. So I have found that having a student host each table allows for better interaction. People will ask their questions and students are more open and relaxed when answering those questions. So we have found that to be very helpful. The other thing we do is we do a presentation about dependent students because we have quite a few military dependents on campus. So we have a Mm -hmm. section where we talk about some of the things the dependents are going through. For example, if a student has a parent who's deployed to a hostile area, They probably don't want to talk about that current event in class, and they're probably worried about that parent, and that may cause them to be more withdrawn during discussions and things. Those are some of the things we cover in that. I also have a few activities that if we have time, we'll do those activities. Normally, though, the conversations with the students are going so well, we just let those continue rather than stopping the conversation and doing an activity. Honestly, I like the way that you do that anyway, because truthfully, some of the students, all they need is another person to listen. And for me, coming home from the military and coming back to this university, it was very, very culture shocking for me because... I maybe once had been used to this campus, but then after being in the military and then coming back to this campus, it was different for me. It was, it felt as if all eyes were on me when they really weren't. My anxiety was really high and it was really a tough time adjusting back to normal setting. And I can imagine, you know, some of these other students are going through that, you know, actually did get deployed to combat zones and stuff like that. And so I really do admire the fact that you keep it so personal between the faculty and the staff and the students at the tables. You know, there's a big mental health side of that that's satisfied in doing that. Is there a portion of the green zone training that focuses on mental health? We do remind faculty and staff that we have resources on campus for students. Since our training is geared towards the faculty and staff, We don't focus a lot on mental health. We do say, here are some of the signs of PTSD. Here are some of the signs for anxiety and tension. So if you see a student who seems to be exhibiting these, here's what you can do. And here are the resources available. We've just started offering suicide awareness training in partnership with the VA and our CAPS. And that's geared more towards mental health and how to assist a student in crisis. The biggest thing we want faculty to understand is here are things that may be triggers for PTSD. Here are things that may be upsetting to a military student. Here are things that a military student is going to do that's not normal for a traditional college student. For example, military prefer to sit with their back to the wall. They don't want anybody behind them. And it's not because they want to sit at the back of the classroom and not pay attention. It's because they need to see what's going on. They need to be aware of their surroundings and they don't want people behind them. That's very unnerving to someone who's had military training. 
screening. So that's part of the problem. But we also explain to faculty and staff about in the military, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you're a unit and you're all together as one. So when a military student's in a classroom with other students who aren't paying attention or playing on their phone or having a sad conversation, that's very distracting and frustrating to a military student because one, they're trying to focus on the professor, but this other side conversation is a distraction just because of their military training. Yeah. And two, in their military mindset, that student is bringing us all down and it's my job to help bring them up and help them be better. Our office works really hard at trying to help students adjust and acclimate to the civilian life. Learn that that's you're not going to be judged based on that student's actions. We help the student learn to function in that classroom without worrying about the other student who's not paying attention. But we also help faculty understand that that is a distraction for the student and it may cause them distress and hear things that you can do in your class to help your military students not be distressed by that. I like that so much. The fact that the university, the fact that the university is putting focus into making sure that these students know the resources and know who they can turn to for the help that they need if they should so need it. I personally was one of those students that did need a little bit of the help because when I came home, it was different. My mindset was changed and coming from being soldier to civilian, it was it was kind of shocking because because I was used to life one way and this whole newfound freedom and, you know, people just leaving the classroom whenever they wanted. Like in the military, that's not acceptable. You're in class in the military, you're in class. You don't leave, you don't talk, you don't move. You just sit there and, you know, engage. But are there specific dates for the green zone training? We offer it once a semester. Um, the dates vary. Um, because I try to work around Dr. Starnes' schedule because I really want him to be able to present. But we do offer it once a semester. When we do it in person, I do limit the number of attendees because I don't want more people than I have students for tables. I've done it online for spring and fall during the pandemic, and we don't limit the number during that because we don't have students hosting tables. If we continue to do it online, I'm probably going to do breakout rooms, and that would cause me to need to limit the number of participants again so that when I put students in a breakout room with others, they're only about five or six people, not 15. So when we do it in person, we do ask you to sign up because I do limit the number of people. But the past few times when we've done it online, we didn't limit the number of people. And how do the students go about volunteering for that? So I send out multiple emails and beg you guys to come help. <laughs> and so usually I get about five students so I can do five tables with six at each table. It's about 30 people. I have several students who, who once they do it once, they enjoy it. And so they'll help me every year until they graduate. And then I have a few students who they'll help. And then it's just not, they're not comfortable with it. And so they won't help a second time. And I understand that completely. I try to get a variety of students, but again, it is voluntary. It is more helpful we do it in person because if you volunteer to help me with Green Zone, you get free lunch. So that helps. Doing it online, not so much because there's not a much of an incentive like a free lunch for students to help. I've never not had volunteers, so that's been very helpful. And they'd rather talk to the students than to listen to me talk to them for the whole two hours. Yeah. So student volunteers, the better. But I send out an email and just say, please come help with this. <laughs> so really, this is a me question. Do you have to be a student to volunteer for this? Because I know as an alum, I would love to be, make sure I try to get involved with this. 
I've had several alumni come back and help. I also had um, some online students who volunteered and we'd set them up on either Zoom or the FaceTime chat to be able to host a table. So there's no way to not volunteer. I will always find a way to accommodate a student who wants to help. Sure. So I am running out of time here. Do you have any final things that you'd like to say? I will tell you that we've been doing this for quite a few years. I think we're in our seventh year and it's always filled up and always had a waiting list. So even though it's not mandatory, we have a tremendous amount of interest from faculty and staff to do the training. I think we have about 300 participants who have completed the training, which is pretty good. We were the first UNC system school to offer the training, but now most every UNC system school has some form of Green Zone training on their campus. We actually learned about Green Zone training and reached out to Clemson University and they gave us all of their materials and said, here it is, feel free to use it. So I was actually able to build our Green Zone training based off of theirs. And then of course I customized it to our campus because Clemson has RHEC and so they had those sections. And because we have so many dependent military students, that's why it was important for us to have a section on dependents. But it's really good training and I'm glad that more schools are aware of it and doing it. And so I just wanted you to have a little history of how we got started. I couldn't agree more. I am very happy to see that more schools are doing that. It is very helpful to the veterans and the National Guard students, reserve students that are and still doing their part for their country. Again, thank you so much for joining me. For more information about Green Zone training and military student services at Western Carolina University, contact 828-227-7397. That's 828-227-7397. You can also email at military at WCU. Edu, military at wcu.edu.